Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Um, before we get started, head on over to lpgeorgia.com to learn more about the Libertarian Party of Georgia, um, what we're doing to spread freedom and liberty throughout the state, um, all our local events, where our affiliates are, all that kind of stuff. Any information that you could possibly need about our organization, you can find there. And if for some reason you can't find it, you can email, reach out to any one of us. You can go follow us and message us at, uh, on Twitter at LP Georgia. Um, also, if you are interested in coming to our 2024 convention, uh, you can go to our website, lpgeorgia.com. You can get your tickets now. It's $75 at the moment until December 6th. It'll be a three-day event down in Conyers, Georgia. Um, it's going to be fantastic. The one this past year was incredible and uh, very much looking forward to uh, January, January 26th through the 28th of 2024 down in Conyers, Georgia. So make sure you go get that um, before the price goes up. All right. Well, today we have a special guest. His name is Alan Carroll, and he is a mushroom farmer, um, I believe here in the state of Georgia. Let me make sure before I say something stupid. Oh, no, he's in Alabama. That's my bad. <laughs> it's a mushroom farmer from Alabama. His name is Alan Carroll. He does a some incredible stuff with mushrooms. Um, this is his website right here, mushroommag.com um, or mushroomag. There we go. Okay. I was wondering why I went to the wrong website. Mushroom mag is not it. <laughs> it's mushroomag.com. Uh, you can go see all the stuff that he does, but without further ado, Let's talk to Alan. Alan Carroll, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jake. Absolutely. Can you tell the folks exactly uh, what you do uh, with mushrooms? Yeah. So I'm the owner of uh, Fungi Farm. We're, we're based in Dadeville, Alabama. So pretty close to the Georgia line here, about an hour drive to LaGrange. Mm -hmm. um, and so we don't actually grow any mushrooms here. We, our bread and butter is basically producing um synthetic logs i like to call them some people call them mushroom blocks ready to fruit blocks grow kits um so we basically work with uh small to medium-sized farms and we we produce these grow kits that um you know they, they buy them and then they put them in some type of specialized chamber uh, and the mushrooms grow off of the kit and then they sell them at farmers markets or to restaurants or you know grocery stores whoever else wants the fresh mushrooms mm -hmm. so um we're kind of like a seed selling company, but not for, you know, plants and we're not actually selling seeds. Mushrooms make spores instead of seeds. But um, right. Yeah. Basically, kind of like if you were to buy like a baby tomato plant and then um, you know grow tomatoes from it. Um, very similar to to like you know, grapes and apples. Typically, people are not planting seeds yeah. when they grow these crops. They're, they're getting like uh, clones or cuttings that are um, sort of like known varieties that produce well. And uh, it gives, gives them good yield, good consistency. So we're basically a laboratory 
manufacturing facility. We take raw materials or mushroom food and we um, assemble these grow kits. And that is what we sell. Most of our business is wholesale, but we do do some retail as well. Um, and in addition to, to that type of product, we also do some a lot of educating here okay. at Fungi Farm. So uh, in Alabama, similar to Georgia, um, in order to sell wild mushrooms commercially, the mushrooms themselves have to be identified by a certified expert. So uh, in Alabama, this has been the rule for a long time. Yeah. Um, and when I learned this, I, I found out that there is no approved certification course in Alabama. <laughs> so we wrote the first course. And uh, so I, I think that was released in late 21. And uh, since then, you know, we've been certifying people to sell wild mushrooms. Um, Interesting. So I have a question about that. Um, so they had a rule that you had to be a, like have a certain amount of knowledge or like a certified person to, to approve them, but they didn't have an approval process. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so how do, so y'all just paved the way? Like how did how did that work before y'all were around? So people didn't really realize that this was the case in Alabama for a long time. Um, I kind of became aware of this in like 2017. And basically what happened is there were a lot of people selling wild mushrooms and uh, nobody knew that it was against the rules. There was nobody really enforcing it. And some guy down in Southeast Alabama decided he wanted to sell wild mushrooms. And he dug into the regulations and kind of realized that uh, you, you can't do it. So he decided to start reporting everybody to oh the health department. Oh my gosh. That caused a big, you know, dramatic situation, a lot of like feuds between people. But, you know, I just saw that as an opportunity to uh, create the course. And the health department was surprisingly easy to work with. They kind of gave me a framework and like an approved mushroom species list. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I basically just wrote a little textbook. Um, you know, that the health department reviewed and approved. And now we have an online test associated with that, that book. And uh, it's pretty easy to become, to become certified. It's really similar to like, let's say getting certified to apply pesticides commercially. Okay. Um, you know, if you take this course, you're not going to be like a, a mushroom encyclopedia, but you will know how to sell, you know, the mushrooms that are allowed for sale mm -hmm. uh, in a safe way. Really the whole kind of the whole, uh, motivation behind having something like this, I believe is just safety. I think yeah. it's kind of silly. There's not anything like this for plants right. and there's a lot more toxic plants out there than there are mushrooms, but right. for whatever reason, you know, this is what the state decided. And it's something that the FDA kind of pushed onto yeah. all the States. I think it was in like the early 20 teens, like 2011 or 2012. Okay. It was like a food safety conference hosted by the FDA and they kind of recommended that States do this. So a lot of States, have adopted the certification requirement, hmm. um, you know, and Alabama is just one of them. So that's just now we can finally do it in Alabama. Nice. Well, that, I mean, that's hilarious that the guy basically wanted to open his own mushroom selling company and then just ended up tattling on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's so frustrating. <laughs> um, yeah. Free for all beforehand. And then once you get the government involved, all the red tape, you got to step over to get, you know, make it legal. That's um, right. Can you tell us like what goes into uh, creating the, the their little log kits, right? For like, what, what are these, what are the kits? Like how, what goes into to putting together the grow kits for these companies? Well, so, okay. That's a great question. So mushrooms are a fruit of a fungus. Okay. So all mushrooms are fungi, mm -hmm. but not all fungi make mushrooms. 
Um, so mushrooms actually are made of and come from something called mycelium. Mm-hmm. Mycelium is basically the, the perennial vegetative body of the fungus, and some mycelium produces mushrooms. So we uh, isolate a pure culture of a particular species of mycelium, and then we give it food. So like fungi eat things. The ones that we grow especially, they eat stuff. Uh, they respire. Like they're heterotrophic. They eat stuff kind of like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we take mushroom food, which is basically sawdust with some other stuff added to it. We uh, hydrate it, add some water, and then we put it in these bags that we we sterilize in a big pressure cooker, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in a, a sterile environment or a clean room, we introduce the, the mycelium or the mushroom species that we want to grow into that food source. And we just stick it on a shelf and let the mycelium grow throughout that sawdust. And, um, you know, depending on the species, this takes anywhere from two weeks to 12 weeks. Um, and at that point, the food source is completely colonized with mycelium and it's ready to make mushrooms. So that's the point with which at which we we ship them out or, you know, deliver them to a farm. They're ready to make mushrooms. So these farmers will get these bags and immediately cut them open. Mm-hmm. And then within a couple of weeks, they have mushrooms ready to harvest. Interesting. Um, how like delicate is it? to like at the beginning to grow them like is there certain environments where they just won't grow really as long as like the moisture content is right and you have the right food source um mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty straightforward i mean temperature control is the big thing for us okay we have to keep our warehouse facility at like 66 degrees fahrenheit wow. um, because this mycelium is actually producing heat as it grows so inside of one of these kits the temperature can be like 10 degrees higher than it is, you know, in the air outside of the kit. Um, wow. So, yeah, we got a bunch of fans, a lot of air conditioning. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that that's really it. It's it, There's a little more, more environmental control that goes on with actually growing the mushrooms off the blocks. That's kind of when you need the humidity and the fresh air and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, for us, you know, the sensitive part is uh, when we take this cooked food source and then open up this bag and introduce our mycelium into the bag. Um, You may have heard a term mushroom spawn Mm -hmm. before. Mushroom spawn is just a fancy word for mycelium that is intended to be planted into another food source. Oh, interesting. So we grow some mycelium, we break it up in a bag, and then we pour it in each of the other bags and just kind of expand this stuff out um, into a new food source until we're ready to go ahead and grow mushrooms off of that mycelium. Interesting. so yeah, this, the sensitive part though is our is our clean room. Um, so we have a, a, a laboratory basically mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. And that's just a room that has highly filtered air. So the filters we use are HEPA filters and basically nothing can get through these filters other than like viruses. And we're not concerned about that with mushroom growing. Air right. particles are basically, you know, contamination and uh, other microbes like bacteria and uh, mold spores and stuff like that. Those are basically the weeds that we are uh, competing with when we grow Hmm. mushrooms. So the reason we sterilize or cook these things in a pressure cooker is so we kill all of the mold or bacteria or whatever else is already in that sawdust. And then we have a blank slate to start with. We take that into a clean facility. We introduce our our, uh, pure culture of whatever species of mushroom we want to grow. And assuming we don't, you know, mess up and, you know, somebody doesn't cough in a bag or, you know, get their hand in front of it or something. It's uh, so, you know, our guys dress up. It looks like a, 
operating room or something. They're wearing okay. masks. <laughs> They've got like sleeves on. Uh huh. Um, you know, we don't let them wear hats. If the guys have hair, or whatever, they got hair nets on. Um, okay. Yeah, it's uh, and we have a viewing window here on our laboratory. We're open to the public. If anybody wants to swing through Monday through Friday, they can cool. watch what's going on. That's awesome. Um, I imagine most people walk by a bunch of mushrooms every single day and don't ever recognize it, don't ever see them. So what was it about mushrooms that made you want to start a business based around them? Good question. But, I mean, I, I originally got involved with mushrooms because I was fascinated with psychedelics okay. um, in high school. And uh, I, I wanted a, a safe source of, you know, good psychedelic mushrooms. And so I learned how to grow them when I was like 17. Um, wow. Well, you know, that's not the safest thing to do in Alabama. Um, so <laughs> I ended up in ag school and um, I was really trying to find an outlet to grow mushrooms legally, mm -hmm. you know, like not, not hallucinogenic mushrooms, just, just food. Right. And I, I learned pretty quickly that nobody in the Southeast uh, at the big ag schools know anything about mushroom cultivation. Mm -hmm. um, like our local extension system, no extension agents knew anything about mushroom cultivation. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, if you want to study fungi at a big ag school down here, you, you're, you're going to be studying plant diseases. And um, just really not something I was interested in. So I had two classes left in school and I actually ended up dropping out to start this company because I, I wasn't interested in anything the school had to offer. Gotcha. Um, I didn't want to like travel to Pennsylvania and do a grad program. I just wanted to stay home. Right. And uh, so, you know, I, I started in late 2017 and we've pretty quickly become the authority on mushroom cultivation in our in our region. Uh, we maintain a pretty good relationship with Auburn University, which is where I was studying uh, soil science at the time. And uh, now if you go up there and ask about growing mushrooms, you're probably going to end up with my phone number. Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, I know, I, I don't know too many people in the mushroom world, but I know who Paul Stamets is. Um, and he kind of was the reason that me and me and Nikki started looking more into mushrooms was because of his, his movie, fantastic fungi. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is a fantastic movie. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's <laughs> really incredible time-lapse photography in there. Yeah. Paul Stamets. I, I'm a huge fan. Like he reading some of his books early mm -hmm. on really kind of set the path for me in a lot of ways. I mean, he's a big time pioneer. Um, yeah. His stuff's great. I'm a huge fan. Nice. Um, as far as like the the business side of things, have you encountered any any like problems from the government besides the certification thing? Like any any issues that y'all have with with anybody in Alabama? Not not for us, no. Um, okay. Now, what we kind of fly under the radar of a lot of the regulation because we don't actually grow fresh mushrooms. Right. So, like, if you sell fresh produce mm -hmm. as a farmer, there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot more hurdles that you got to you got to get over. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And things are changing too. So I don't know if you've heard of uh, FSMA. It's called, uh, mm -mm. people call it FISMA. Okay. It's like some legislation that the FDA passed. I, again, I'm not sure the exact date. It was around 2012 or something. And it's the Food Safety Modernization Act. And uh, it basically makes it really hard for somebody to start a small produce farm because they require all this uh, 
record keeping and the ability right. to re recall produce. And so um, that is something that really hasn't taken full effect yet. I think the FDA told the states they had to have this in place by like 2018, 2019. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the states are still not doing it. So in Alabama, for instance, I've heard word that the FDA is threatening to send their people in here if, if the State Department of Ag doesn't get it under control. Um, I'm sure Georgia's dealing with something similar. I know that Georgia tends to have their agricultural stuff a little bit more developed than Alabama does. So they might be kind of, you know, on top of this more than we have been. But yeah, in Alabama, there's like two ladies that are in charge of this. And yeah, there's no real understanding of what the FDA wants. And everybody's super irritated with it. But, you know, luckily, we don't really have to worry about this, that, at least not right now. Nobody is regulating mycelium production or, or right. fruiting block growing at, right. at this time. Right. Probably only a matter of time, I would imagine. <laughs> Wherever they can regulate something, uh, it seems like they try to do their best to to regulate it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Um, where all like do you do you ship nationwide or just through Alabama? Like wh where where all do you ship to? Yeah, we ship nationwide. So like we have a retail store online. People can buy a single grow kit from us. We ship all over the country. As far as like big farms, I would say they're mostly regional. Mm -hmm. um, we're not shipping a whole lot of stuff outside of Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida. Um, typically, this this stuff is, you know, our it's sort of regionally concentrated because it's so bulky and big. If, if somebody's yeah. buying like a pallet of mushroom blocks, it's you know close to two thousand pounds. And uh, shipping cost is prohibitive. So I would say we're regionally focused southeast. Mm -hmm. um, we, we hit kind of the I-85 corridor pretty hard as well as the Gulf Coast region. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so I've been told, so we're, we're members of the Mushroom Club of Georgia. Hmm. And we've been told that this area of the United States is, has the most number of species of mushroom of anywhere in the world. Um, is that, do you, can you confirm that? Is that true? I wouldn't argue against that. I'm not exactly sure, like compared to other, cause there's a lot of regions with a lot of mushrooms, but yeah, yeah. we've got a ton. I mean, super biodiverse down here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's over 10,000 species of mushrooms <laughs> worldwide. Yeah. And so we only grow like 25 of them on farms. Um, you know, I think the distribution of a lot of mushrooms is kind of still being figured out currently. So, I mean, that very well may be true. We have a ton of mushrooms down here. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so what what are what are some of the types of mushrooms that you grow or that you uh, plant the mycelium for? So before we talk about like the specific species, mm -hmm. the, the groups of mushrooms that we grow are typically the, the ones that decompose things. So they eat basically if you if you were to find them in the woods they'd be growing on a dead tree or okay. off of a root or something like that. They're, they're breaking down that dead wood. Right. Um, now there are other mushrooms that you can find in the wild that you cannot grow. And that's because the mycelium of those mushrooms is actually symbiotic with plants roots. Hmm. So you can't, you can't really replicate that in, in a bag or a, a grow kit type of situation like we do. Right. Um, now that said, the ones that we do grow, one of the main ones is oyster mushroom. There's a bunch of different varieties. There's blue, pink, gold, king oyster, black oyster. There's all these different oyster mushrooms. They're all in the same genus. That's probably the easiest to grow and one of the most ab abundantly grown. 
behind that, we've got lion's mane, which you may have heard of. Mm -hmm. um, a few closely related species to lion's mane. They also grow something called enoki. Another mushroom is called a chestnut mushroom. Um, those are really the main ones. There's a few more that we grow too. A little yeah. bit. Shiitake is one. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's only a handful. I would say like five to eight different mushrooms that we grow regularly is like that's probably 80 or 90 percent of what we do. Mm -hmm. So to someone who who is hesitant, and I, I know people who are hesitant to eat mushrooms at all. Um, can you give a pitch as to why they should be interested in, in consuming mushrooms? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's just a it's a good, healthy food. So I'm personally tired of eating some of the mushrooms that we grow. <laughs> uh, when we were starting the company, you know, I had a lot of mushrooms and not very much money. Yeah. Um, so I got kind of tired of mushrooms. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of if somebody's adventurous with their, their palate, you know, they want to try some new foods. Mushrooms are a really cool one. Um, there's a, you know, there's a lot of different varieties. There's a lot of different cool ways that you can prepare them. I'm no chef, but a lot mm -hmm. of the cool, like, uh, presentations that I've attended and stuff like at the mushroom club of Georgia, for instance, they talk about cooking, they give you recipes and yeah. like one, one example is a uh, lion's mane can be used in place of crab meat in a like crab cake. And it's almost indistinguishable from crab meat. So that's a good way to sneak mushrooms into a, a onto the plate of somebody who does not <laughs> typically eat mushrooms. Um, I like subterfuge getting, <laughs> getting that in there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and then there's medicinal benefits. I mean, like I say, it's just a healthy food. I'm not a, a medicinal mushroom expert at all. Okay. But, um, you know, they, lion's mane is supposed to help stimulate nerve growth. It's good for your brain. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of antioxidants in a lot of mushrooms. So just in general, they're a good, healthy, high protein food source. The vegan community tends to like mushrooms a lot. I'm not a vegan, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, if you are, it's a good way to get some protein. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I know lion's mane was a big part of like Paul Stamets uh, getting so into mushrooms back in the day was was uh, I think it was a medicinal thing for his for his mom or something like that. Yeah, that and turkey tail too. turkey tail. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. We we felled a tree a couple of years ago in our backyard and we went out there one day and it was just covered in turkey tails and oyster mushrooms. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So most people won't actually grow turkey tail because it's so abundant outside. It's just like everywhere. You don't it's have to everywhere. Grow. It's everywhere. I see them. I see them on logs all the time. I'm then there are also, you know, the fake turkey tails and the things that, you know, so many mushrooms look alike that you got to pick out all the little characteristics to make sure you're eating the right thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and the other cool thing about growing mushrooms too, is that we're building soil when we mm. grow mushrooms. So it's kind of like composting. Yeah. Um, but like you you get a mushroom as a byproduct. Like when you're composting, you're taking like dead plants, right? And you're mm -hmm. you're letting microbes break them down, and you're left with a, a, a an organic material that helps fortify the soil. And pretty much the number one thing you can do to improve soil uh, fertility is add organic matter to the soil. So you know the, the 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 leftover material from these blocks that we produce after you grow the mushrooms is really incredible to add to a garden or a hmm. crop field or whatever. Okay. Interesting. Well, man, I, yeah, I, I could probably talk about mushrooms for a very long time, but we only have, uh, you know, a few minutes on this show. So um, if y'all, if anybody out there is interested in learning more about uh, fungi farm, go to, go to Alan's website here. I'll pull it back up. 
Um, yeah, fungi fun, or it's uh, mushroomag.com. Um, can you tell us anything else about your business? And uh, yeah. Yeah, if anybody's interested in learning more about cultivation, definitely hit us up. I mean, call us, email us. We mm -hmm. uh, we host quarterly uh, full day classes so people can come get some hands on experience, get a tour of our facility, spend the whole day with me. Uh, I do, you know, uh, mushroom um, uh, cultivation consulting as well. So if anybody wants to kind of bring me on site and, and I can check out kind of their facilities and their buildings, talk about how they could start growing mushrooms. Uh, yeah, definitely hit us up. I mean, we, our goal is to really make this super easy and fast for people. I yeah. mean, I, it's not easy is probably the wrong word. It's farming still. It's hard work, but um, <laughs> you don't have to figure out how to do all the laboratory end of things. If you work with us, we get you the kits and, you know, as long as you follow our recommendations on environmental control, mm -hmm. be off to the races. The hardest part is just selling the mushrooms and that's kind of, you know, that's on the person that's growing them. I don't right. really teach sales. Uh, usually people are kind of, they, they're good at it or they're not. Well, I can attest to the ease of, of working with y'all because we, we grew some mushrooms in our yard based on uh, stuff we bought from y'all and it's fantastic stuff. So we really appreciate the work y'all do. Yeah, that's great to hear. And then, you know, beyond, beyond like us too, if anybody wants to learn more about mushrooms, there's regional clubs everywhere. You mentioned the Mushroom Club of Georgia, Heck which yeah. I'm actually a lifetime member of. Nice. Um, yeah, Sam and Cornelia are the yep. they're a husband and wife that kind of run the show there, treasurer and president, and mm -hmm. uh, they're great people. That's a great group. Uh, there's a lot of festivals going on too. So there's the Georgia Mushroom Festival in Cape Spring. We've got the Gulf Coast Fungi Fest down in Fairhope, Alabama, and people can come, you know, get some lectures, have some fun, and uh, meet mushroom people. Nice. Well, I love it. Alan, thank you so much for joining. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Um, yeah, go to his website, mushroomag.com, to learn more. Um, and then if you would like to learn any more about the Libertarian Party of Georgia, go to lpgeorgia.com. Get your convention tickets now. Uh, tune in to Liberty Libations, 8 p.m. every Thursday on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, everything. Um, and yeah, come back next week for more free Georgia podcast. Alan, thanks again. Thank you, Jake.